Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at l-i-n-k-a-t-r dot e-e forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. TerraNut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly, and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code, LUMAVS, and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. TerraNut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code, LUMAVS, at checkout. Fuel your life. You're listening to the Music Is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs, on the Rat Sound Review Network. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Music Is Life podcast with Lou Mabs, available on the Rat Sound Review Network, also available wherever you can get your available podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, and Amazon, apparently, (laughs) and other places where you can listen to available audio podcasts. So, new year, new attitude, new president, (laughs) new outlook on everything. Um, But this isn't a political podcast, so I'm staying far away from that subject. But I do want to discuss something different today. So I ventured into the realm of video podcasting as well. I have now included the YouTube page, the Music is Live YouTube page, to my available outlets where you can not only listen to the podcast, but also watch as it's going on. I edit the show myself, I produce it myself, Wayne from Rat's Eye Review is awesome enough to let me send him my show so that he could put it on his platform, which I'm very appreciative of. I appreciate all the Rat's Eye Review supporters out there supporting Music is Life, and I thank you for it. But with the recent changes in, in my life, particularly the fact that I am no longer in a band anymore, I decided to use my time and resources to invest in myself, which I think is really important for musicians out there is to seriously invest in yourself. Now, if it sounds like you're telling yourself, wow, I've heard that before. I know I have to invest in myself. Thanks for nothing. You know, like, you know, it's not like I'm saying anything revolutionary, but at the same time, I think it's important and Everything I say is from my experience. So this is what I've experienced, especially in the past year. So the last time I ever did a show was, it was the St. Patrick's Day weekend with my former band. And we played a place in Lake Grove, New York, which is not too far from where I used to live. And 
it was a fun show. There were a lot of people there. But this was right before they did the quarantine lockdown. So when that happened, I knew, okay, no shows for a while. By the way, that's my dog, Wishes. Aloysius eating a carrot in the background, so I do have some company. I'm actually recording this from the comfort of my living room. Back to what I was saying. So I I had a feeling that shows were going to be canceled for a while, and they definitely were. But with the shows, we were making money from that. Also, I was a part-time Uber driver on top of working my full-time job. So I had different sources of income to put food on the table for my family and I and also pay our bills. Pandemic happens and they take gigs away. I decide I don't want to drive Uber passengers because I don't want to catch COVID. As I'm sure anybody in my situation would feel the same way. Even though, ironically, I ended up catching COVID from band practice. Neither here nor there. So in the past nine months, I'm trying to figure out ways to maximize my time to my advantage. Most of the time I spent with my wife and daughter, which I wouldn't give back for anything. But I realized that I, as a person, I just wasn't growing. Um, You know, people identify themselves by their culture or their religion or, you know, whatever it is. I identify myself by what makes me happy. What makes me happy is my family and the fact that playing guitar is a huge part of my life. It was there for me way before I even met my wife. And that's not devaluing her. It's just admitting that Playing music was always there to help me feel like a person. As I'm sure a lot of musicians feel that way too. Most of us don't care if we make a living or not from it. We just want to do it. We just love doing it because it's just... That 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 that, that feeling you feel when you just pick up a guitar and you just play and you're playing along with either your favorite tracks or you're playing with your friends. You know, it, it, it feels fun. The moment it feels like a chore, I suggest maybe moving on to something else, maybe a different band, or investing yourself and learn something new about your instrument, something you've never done before. Well, so the pandemic is still happening and the quarantine is still going on. And a couple of us in the group decide that we don't want to do shows because of the whole COVID thing. Which is, which makes sense. And we're still practicing. And I'm noticing that I'm just not feeling the enjoyment practicing with them. And at the time, my podcast is suffering because, let's face it, last year I didn't really come out with that much content. I had more content in 2019 than I did in 2020. And I think that was just because, I don't know, maybe I was just going for uh, something more practical. Well, that is, I don't know, because I haven't found it. <laughs> but regardless, I'm, I'm here. It's January 2021. And since I left the band that I was in, I started writing music with friends of mine through Zoom. 
with GarageBand and also recording covers with Wayne from Ratsaw Review and George from Timeless Haunt on bass with a cavalcade of singers, people as various as uh, Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck from Thrash or Die and Combat, host of the Vieira Vault podcast, and also check out his YouTube page, Almost Human. That's on, like I just said, that's on YouTube. But Vieira Vault, you can subscribe to him or you can listen to him through Ratsaw Review Network. And I'm having fun again because for the last three and a half years, I wasn't playing my style of music. I wasn't playing... I mean, look, all due respect to bands like The Eagles and Mike and the Mechanics, you know what I mean? I like a lot of their songs and this and that. Listen, I grew up playing the music of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Kiss and Def Leppard and Van Halen and, you know, and Ozzy and Black Sabbath, you know, that's the stuff that I grew up on. That's the way, that's how I found my, my, my style as a guitar player, listening to that. So when I started doing these cover songs with Wayne, you know, stuff like Van Halen, stuff like Iron Maiden and, you know, the list goes on and on, um, which, you know, we're going to start unleashing soon. But it was starting to be fun for me again. But as I'm doing it, I'm kind of noticing, wait a minute. I'm doing this on GarageBand. I'm interacting through Zoom. How can I make this work for me? So I was able, I, I did get some money for Christmas, which was great. So I started investing in better equipment. Got my four guitars. Actually just came home for picking up my new bass, an Ibanez X-Series 5 string, which shout out to my friend Rob Coos, thank you. And, oh, and also to Alan, my buddy, his dad, Mark Long, because it was a Christmas gift from him to me. So uh, thank you, Mark, for the wonderful Christmas gift. I, I really appreciate it more than you know. Thank you so much. And the next thing I know, I started posting videos of me playing guitar to the tracks and I'm noticing it's getting a reaction out of people which makes me incredibly happy to see that people are getting a kick out of what I'm doing so now I decided and this is nothing revolutionary but it's something that I could say I'm really happy that I'm involved with which is I'm interacting with my friends who are musicians, either recording music that's already popular or writing music that we have yet to release through these various channels. And now I'm entering the world of video podcasting and I just bought myself some new gear. I got my Steinberger, my Dean, my Jackson, and my Fender Strat. You know, the strat's been modified uh, in more ways than I can imagine. I just put a new pickguard on it. It already had, I already put in the uh, DiMarzio Super Distortion pickup a while ago, but I also put a hip shot detuner on it. Um, so I'm loving the strat now more than I ever have. Completely erased any memory of my past with it because I, because of all the upgrades. 
Um, I got my Black Star amp. I got my MacBook with GarageBand. I got an external hard drive that I can now put my material in so that it doesn't eat up the gigabytes in the MacBook. Um, some of the new pedals I got include uh, TC Electronics Flanger. I got myself a more pitch box. Um, what else did I get? Too many pedals to mention. Oh, and uh, the, the hot, I don't know if it's pronounced hot one or hotone, but it's the gent pedal. <laughs> I needed something, um, genty, I guess you could say, but I ended up getting it and I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it, you know, you, you kind of got to tweak it with, with the right settings so you get the right amount of, of, of chunk on it, but it's a pretty good distortion pedal, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't cost an arm and a leg. It was just like 50 bucks and I was able to find it on reverb. So I'm happy about that. But there's that. Oh yeah. The other TC electronics pedal I got was the, uh, Mojo Mojo overdrive pedal. Uh, I think that's Paul Gilbert from Mr. Big and Racer X's model. And I love it. I mean, you put that with the TC electronics spark mini boost and you get a really nice chunk of gain from that. I mean, just about the right amount of distortion that you need to give yourself some pretty good, you know, I, I don't want to say tone because I believe tone's in the hands, but a good sound out of your instrument. I was very happy with it. Uh, I've been using the pitch box to sort of give me like a dry, wet sound. So it just sounds more full. Um, I hate to just say that it's a... It kind of gives me an octave plus chorus sound, but it's it's comparable to what Eddie's tone was on For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge and Balance. So I'm very, very happy with it. Um, I also brought some of my old pedals out. I got my uh, Behringer Chorus pedal back on there, my Behringer Compressor Sustainer, and... And I brought and oh and the blues overdrive the Behringer blues overdrive and I brought the uh, the TC electronic uh, spark mini boost out so the way I have it set up it's tuner into compressor sustainer to Ernie Ball volume junior pedal to Dunlop crybaby wah pedal to TC electronic mini spark boost to mini uh, to, sorry to mojo mojo overdrive pedal to behringer blues overdrive pedal to gent distortion pedal to behringer chorus pedal then works its way to mxr phase 90 pedal then to tc electronic flanger pedal then to digitech digidelay pedal then to my boss noise suppressor into my amp there <laughs> They don't make pedal boards big enough for me, I swear to God. But I, I digress. The point is that now I'm investing more time in finding the right sound so I could do my recording with. And on top of that, uh, right now I have three videos up on my YouTube channel. I plan on doing more. I actually plan on doing cover songs where... And I, I actually have to admit, I, I want to uh, give a big shout out to another YouTuber, Sophie Burrell, because she's the one that mentioned this app called Moises. What Moises does 
and they're not paying me to say this, but I'm promoting it because I really love this app. What it does is it takes MP3s or it takes audio and it separates the audio. So it separates the drums from the bass, from the guitar, from the vocals, from the keyboards. It puts everything into separate tracks. And what you can do with it is you can actually, if you let's say if you want to redo the bass part, you just take the bass line out of the mix, you, 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 you click off that sound, and then you can convert the remaining tracks into an MP3, bump that into GarageBand, and then you can take your bass and record over that, which is really fucking nifty, I'm not going to lie. And I plan on doing that with uh, the guitar tracks. So my next venture for my YouTube channel is not just using it as a platform to host my podcast, but also using it as a platform for me to, well, do cover songs of my favorite songs, you know, from my favorite bands and put it out there for the world to see and hear. And look, I make no bones about it. I don't look like a rock star. I don't look like a guitar hero. I'm, and I'm not ashamed of that. I'm a 40 year old, 260 pound, happily married father of a little girl with a dog, a full-time job, and a mortgage, and bills out the ass. I'm a regular guy, but I love what I do, and I love my life, and I think it's really important to invest in yourself so you could live your best life, and hopefully you can influence others to take notice of it and help them to help themselves. And on top of that, I'm just having fun. So... Do I believe that there's financial kickback to this? No, I'd be absolutely ludicrous and asinine to even think that. But again, I started the podcast not as a means to an end, but I started the podcast as just a way for me to get my ideas out there and maybe have something fun and something interesting for young musicians to listen to to maybe say, oh, okay, I won't make that mistake, or oh, that sounds fun, or oh, he's saying something that's piqued my interest. Uh, let me take a look at it. That's really what I started it for. I'm having fun with this, you know. Uh, there's no, there's no glass ceiling for me. I take it as far as I want to go, and this is what musicians or content creators, whatever you want to call yourselves. I think this is the attitude for you to have. And you probably already know this, but if you're not a content, co- content creator or musician and you're looking for that way to express yourself, this is a good way. And it, it's funny because I didn't really think about it until I accidentally re-uploaded my debut episode where it's, I think the title was, you know, the money will come, just put your art out there. And I still adhere to that, but... It's okay to throw a bunch of things out of the universe and see what bounces and sticks. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know, I remember Pete Steele, Peter Steele of Type of Negative and Carnivore, one of my favorite musicians, rest in peace, Peter, said in an interview a long time ago when he was still alive, so we're talking uh, 27, 28 years ago at this point, he said that the only true sin is not knowing your fullest potential. 
And again, this is when he was battling with his Catholicism, although he accepted it towards the end of his life. But this isn't a religious podcast either. But the point he's saying, the, the point that he made about not maximizing your truest, your, your fullest potential, that line really stuck out to me. And whether you're 15 years old or 20 years old, or in my case, 40 years old, and you're realizing that, it's never too late to you hit that point and you realize, hey, I start now. You know, I hate this concept of ageism where people say, you can't do that, you're too old. Granted, there's certain things that age is very prominent and and you have to take that into consideration which is why I will never if I was a divorced man I would never date anyone under my age so it's 40 and up for me but neither here nor there if my wife is listening I love you sweetheart well <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that and I'll, I'll use an example when Anna was born my daughter I was on paternity leave from NBC at the time, and I was working part-time at the Enterprise Rent-A-Car just to make some extra cash or whatever because, you know, diapers, formula, things like that, cost money. Anna killed an entire uh, eight-pack of eight-ounce formula in one night. I'm like, oh, crap, how am I going to afford this baby? (laughs) And um, I remember I was dealing, I I was working with this, 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 uh, this young man in his 20s. Uh, I'm not going to drop his name because I kind of don't want uh, any hate mail going towards his way. But he was one of those generations younger than millennials. So I don't know if it's a Zoomer they call them. I, I don't know. I, I hate these generalizations. But just to give you an idea of where he was, he was about 20, mid to late 20s. And he was a, um, I asked him what his major was at college, and he said uh, something along the lines of revisionist history teacher. Like, uh, that, that's, what he, that's what he was going to school to become, a revisionist history teacher. Uh, which basically is... In my eyes, that was that, that sounded like indoctrination to me, which is basically basically telling me that everything that I learned in my history class was all a big lie. Okay, good luck with that. So I, at the time, I was looking for work as an instructional designer or a technical writer because, you know, that's where my, um, my area of expertise is. You know, I could teach uh, an entire class of uh, corporate employees or I could design study programs and things like that and I, and I use different methods for uh, learning assessments and also for educational courses you know like I, I've I designed a bunch of them at one point I trained the entire graphics staff at Viacom I'm not bragging I'm just saying that's what I did and here I was as a sales uh, associate over at NBC making well jack shit pay and feeling really miserable and I was having no luck looking for work in the field that I wanted. And at the time, I was 37 going on 38. And I said, you know, I almost feel like I'm obsolete in this world. And he basically said, well, yeah, you are. Because, you know, you're in your late 30s. You're in a career field that's dead and nobody wants you. So maybe you need to reevaluate everything. 
And when he said that, I can't even begin to tell you how much I wanted to sock him in the face. <laughs> because it, I, I, I have to, well, actually, now that I think about it, I have to thank that person and say, you know what, you lit a fire into my ass because now my goal in life isn't just to prove you wrong, but it's to rub your face in it. So I ended up getting a job as a technical writer. Before that, I started my podcast and I'm at where I'm at right now. And here I am at 40 years old and I'm loving my life. I'm loving my job. And I'm loving the fact that I get to still do my podcast and now I've included the YouTube channel to that and I started investing in myself. And I just thought it was really important to create an episode of the podcast where I'm, I just wanted where, where I just wanted to tell people out there, invest in yourself. Invest time in, your, in what you do, invest, invest money in what you do. And whatever you do, make sure that you're good at it. And when people see how good you are at it and they begin to enjoy what you do, then that grows. You have to invest in yourself as a musician. Don't wait for someone with big cash in their pockets to do it for you because then you end up like me where here I was in a band for three and a half years and the only reason why I stayed in it, aside from the camaraderie with a couple of the musicians, especially Doc Reinhardt and Matt Chiella, I just stayed there for the fucking payday. It was miserable. It was a miserable experience and I'm never going to put myself in a situation like that again. Sometimes you need to remove toxic elements from your life. Sometimes it includes people. And you really need to evaluate who's a positive influence in your life, who's a constructive person, uh, a constructive person in your life, and where the toxicity is. And as soon as you find that toxicity, as soon as you find that viper, cut its head off. Otherwise, it will fill you up with so much venom that you'll begin to hate doing what you love and it'll feel like a chore. So with everything that I've learned in the past year alone, stemming from the previous three to four years, I come to you with this episode saying, please, young musicians, young and old, I'm not discriminating and I don't care what genre you do and I don't care what channels you use to get yourself out there and make yourself known and make your product out there. Investing yourself, time, skill set, money. And guess what? If you're on a budget, you could do so many great things with a budget. I've been watching the Punk Rock NBA and I just subscribed to the podcast. I'm a really big fan of what Finn McKenty puts out there. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we both grew up in the same metal hardcore scene on the different coasts. Me on the East Coast, him on the uh, uh, Midwest Coast, uh, the Pacific Northwest Coast. You know, um, much respect for what he puts out there. And, you know, he, he's a great content creator. And he understands marketing. And he also gives credit where it's due to a lot of people out there 
who started branding on their MySpace pages. Remember MySpace? <laughs> I'm old enough to remember Friendster. Do you remember MySpace? But that was, it was so cool that Finn was acknowledging the fact that, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire to come out with something great that people will take notice of and latch on to. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that my podcast is parallel with his. I mean, he's on a completely different level. I mean, this is what, he, you know, he could afford uh, to do and his product is great. I try to make my product as best as I can, hope, hoping that it'll uh, strike a chord with people out there. And if it doesn't, okay, that's fine. If it does, thank you. But I'm going to continue putting out my, be- my, my best self out there in without any hopes or aspirations of becoming a millionaire, but just deriving satisfaction from what I'm doing. And I I think this is what a lot of people need to do. You you just need to be honest with yourself. You need to invest in in yourself what you do. You don't need to buy a $3,500 less Paul to come up with something great. I mean, my Steinberger costs around 400. My Jackson costs around 550. My Fender Strat was around five and change. And my Dean, I bought it used from Allen. <laughs> and I love that Dean. It's a neck through. I can tune it down to drop C and do stuff with it. I'm actually in the middle of recording a really cool cover with it, but I'm not gonna release it until it's ready. And you know, I'm learning about recording and I'm learning about um, mixing and trying to make it sound the best. But again, I'm investing in myself. And if it strikes, if it strikes uh, a chord with people out there, I'm grateful. Even if, it, if, 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 even if people hate it, at least I'll know if there was a reaction to it. I don't care if it's polarizing. And... If people like it, great. If people don't like it, that's just as great. At least I'll know that I'm putting something out there and getting an idea if people like it or not. But I'm still going to continue doing what I'm doing and just hopefully get better at it. So this is why I tell people, well, this is why I'm telling you on this podcast, invest in yourself. Invest in your skill set. Invest in your equipment. Next thing I plan on getting is probably a blue screen, green screen. Since I'm editing my own video content right now, um, I'd hate for you guys to look at my uh, <laughs> my exercise bike and my uh, China my my China club, my China cabinet behind me every time I'm on a vidcast. So you know, uh, I think that having a blue screen or a green screen behind me and having some kind of designs behind it or something else, I, I think that would be an improvement over seeing a China cabinet and uh, and a stationary bike. So, yeah, young musicians out there, investing yourself. And, you know, just put your best self out there. And if it's good, people will react to it. If it's bad, people will react to it. But you won't know till you try. Just investing yourself. And like I said on my first episode, if it's good and people like it and they want more of it, 
the money will come. Just put stuff out there. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the Music is Life podcast. Want to give a shout out to a couple of people. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Matt Michelow of Alpha Flex Personal Training and also Kokomoka Media and also to his lovely lady, Cindy Jiram, who is also the other half of Kokomoka Media and has her own podcast called The Good News Crew Podcast. Big shout out to both of them. Shout out to my boy, Bob Mango. Big shout out to Wayne Noon and Greg and Nate over at Ratsaw Review and the entire Ratsaw Review Network. Big shout out to James and Eric over at Beyond Bushido. And a big shout out to Mr. Ralph Vieira of Vieira Volt and Almost Human. And again, all the podcasts that I just mentioned, well, with the exception of Kokomoka and uh, Good News Crew, uh, you can find them over at Ratsaw Review, uh, available on all platforms where you can stream and download podcasts. And uh, that's uh, just about it. And I will look forward to talking to you guys come the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll check you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Aside podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsaw Review. Check out the other shows on Ratsaw Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man Metals Musings, The Right Opinion, The Vieira Vault, the Timo Toki Podcast, the BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, and the Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Medium, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leuk, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislifepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at Mavs at musicislifepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out www.ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers. You know, I just remember with all the shout-outs that I just gave, I also wanted to give one more shout-out to my brother-in-law, Michael Lamont of Marowelp.com. He just released the newest episode of his vidcast for Marowelp's YouTube page called The Trader's Mind Chat Show. And he actually has his wonderful wife, my sister-in-law, Melissa, on as his co-host, who's coming from it with the perspective of a beginner, of a beginning trader. So I wish them all the best with this. Mike has been incredibly supportive. Well, both Mike and Melissa have been incredibly supportive of the Music is Live podcast since day one. Actually, Mike, along with Ralph, were two of the people who sort of gave me the idea of doing my own podcast. So I'm beyond grateful to him, to, to both of them. To Mike mostly because, you know, he's he's my family and I absolutely love the guy. I'm so proud that he's my daughter's godfather. I'm proud to be his uh, daughter's godfather. And, you know, just wanted to show some love and support for what he's doing. If you're interested in trading, please check out Marowelt.com and check out his YouTube vidcast for...
uh, for the uh, Trader's uh, Mind, the uh, Trader's Mind Chat Show. So just wanted to throw some love out there. Okay, thanks, everyone. Check out the next episode. Peace. But that's okay. Remember, there are no stupid questions, just stupid people.